Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. I put the fun in funeral. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm what psychiatrists call alpha female. Eh, you shot pretty well for a boy. I'm the girl that's going to save your life. I can and I will. I can and I will. I can and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the sirens. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Sirens of Horror. I'm always your mistress of evil enchanted, Ella Avella, along with Ash Vicious and Mina McComb. Yes, we have the whole team together and we are going to be watching one of my favorite films of the last 10 years, The Conjuring. What did you guys just like overall view of it? I loved it. I thought it was very creepy and uh, very interesting. I know um, our lovely Mina currently lives in Oregon in a house that reminds her of The Conjuring. How did you feel about this, Mina? Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> um, this, uh, you know, I, I complain on this podcast a lot about how a movie didn't stay with me or I didn't really think it was all that creepy. Like right after I turned it off, I wasn't scared anymore. Not not the case with this one. <laughs> Um, so the, the house that we recently moved into is, uh, is an older house, um, that, that has some similarity, uh, for example, you know, like, like a, a, an existing old piano that is out of tune. Don't play it. Don't do it. Um, the, the no heat thing, it was freezing the first few weeks or the first few days, I guess. Um, that we have a very creepy cellar that's got a big hole in it. Um, I'm never, ever crawling under there. Yeah, so, you know, normally I complain about, oh, this movie didn't stay with me. Uh, yeah, I actually remember when we went to your house, because uh, mm -hmm. over Christmas I was actually able to go and see Mina and see your new house. I remember there was just this giant hole in your basement, and I was like, yeah, I wouldn't, like, if you wake up one day and there's an animal skull and, like, a lit candle, like, just be warned. Mina, please tell mm -hmm. me you didn't move to Sunnydale. Is that the hellmouth that you live on top of? I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going! No! Bad Ella. I'm not going in after <laughs> you again. I don't know the previous names for it. Maybe the previous names for the town are, uh, is it Sunnydale or something, I don't know. Well, I was there. There's no fucking way they're naming that town Sunnydale. <laughs> Sunnydale exists in California. Uh, but, yeah, but I... Uh, go on, Nina. No, I was just gonna say... I was gonna say that, yeah, normally I complain about movies not sticking with me. This time, I don't think I did laundry in my basement for about two weeks. <laughs> it's real gross. I, I used up every piece of clean clothing that I had, so I didn't have to go down in that basement. <laughs> just walk downstairs with a cross and, like, a, light, a flashlight. <laughs> Well, I don't own a cross. <laughs> I think I own a few upside down ones. I guess I could make them right side. <laughs> like a necklace, maybe. I'm sure I have something somewhere. A little Celtic cross necklace walking down. I think like, I would just like draw one on me and like liquid eyeliner. <laughs> Does this work? No. All right. I'm fucked. <laughs> um... Like I said, uh, I love this film. I've actually seen up-to-date currently. So there is Conjuring, Conjuring 2, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and The Nun. They're about to come out with The Crooked Man and Conjuring 3. I am very up-to-date on this series. Obviously. <laughs> I it's, First of all, it's a James Wan film, which, like, you put James Wan on anything... Which actually I'm surprised with, because I haven't seen his latest film, uh, Aquaman. <laughs> so yes, the same... Oh, sorry, I had a burp. The same man who directed this film directed Aquaman. Huh. Uh. <laughs> Just to give you an idea. That makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's He made it up to you, Mina. He terrified you, but he gave you, like, wet, shirtless Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> what Jason Momoa? Okay, fine. <laughs> that was his penance. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry I scared you, Mina. Here's what Jason Momoa to make it feel better. Thanks. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I would want him on my side if I was fighting demons. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know what good he'd do, but at least I'd die with a nice view. Mm-hmm. I don't mean Aquaman, I mean Jason Momoa. <laughs> no, Jason Momoa, I feel like, would bitch slap a demon. <laughs> he would. Fuck you, demon. <laughs> Um, so the first 15 minutes of this film are about Annabelle. And Annabelle, from these 15 minutes, has also spawned uh, the original Annabelle, which uh, slightly mirrors the Manson family murders uh, in that era. And then along with Annabelle creation, which actually has to do with the creation of the demon Annabelle. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of Annabelle create or Annabelle... Annabelle creation was great, except there was a legitimate line in the fucking film. It was so scary. And there's a scene where she's going, it's this little girl, and she's on, like, arm crutches, like, has polio. She's going up to, like, the Annabelle demon, and she's like, what do you want? And, like, the demon straight up says, I want your soul. And I remember I was like, okay, ease it back, demon, ease it back. Does it at least, like, change... Like the 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 look. Oh yeah. Uh, look it yeah, up. Look no, it up. Look that's it up. What, no, I, that's why I said hold up because oh, I just oh. decided to do it on my own and who the actual Annabelle is. Yes, it's oh. so no. much worse, right? Just, no. So the Annabelle doll that they used in the movies is not the actual of what Annabelle actually is. That was just a doll that they decided to create. Actual Annabelle is a fucking raggedy handle. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Look it up, Nina. Hard Nina. pass. No. Mina, what do you mean look it up? I'm not looking at that. What? No. <laughs> I am not going to willingly go in my phone right now and type in actual Annabelle doll. That's not a thing that's going to happen right now or ever. <laughs> um, there's another doll that the Lorraines actually have. Uh, so the Annabelle doll that they actually keep in their case is not actually the most haunted doll. So are, are you willing to look up a different doll, Mina? <sighs> I mean... Come on, give it to me. Maybe. All right, fine. I'll look all it right, up. So, uh, Mina and Ash and all of our listeners, look up Philip the Haunted Doll. And this is in, this is another doll that's in their haunted room thing? Yes, this is another doll that the Lorraines have. Oh, yeah. I think will, right, will you guys be willing to look up something else? It's not Annabelle, but it's another haunted doll that I actually think is way cooler. Sure, I'll look it up. There, you want to look up a different haunted doll? Why do we have to look up haunted dolls? Okay, so just look up Robert, just spelled regular okay. Robert, Rob- the haunted doll. Okay. Robert the haun- haunted doll. doll. So Robert's big thing is he does also exist in the Warren's That's Warrens. not how you oh. spell doll. And uh, he's known I've- for, you have to ask permission to take a photo with Robert. How do you get a yes or a no? What? You just have to ask permission. You just have to be like, hey, Robert, is it cool if I take a photo? Because if you don't and you take a photo. So it's just the courtesy of asking him, can I take a photo? Yeah, it's the courtesy. People that don't ask Robert for permission to take a photo have gotten into car accidents. Their houses have caught on fire. Their children have died. Terrible, terrible things. So look up Robert the Haunted Doll. He's not as terrible. You know, he's not that scary. See? But like. The the concept of that is pretty terrifying. In fact, I feel like there was a Black Mirror episode about Philip. Or Robert, you said, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was a Black Mirror episode about Robert. Black Mirror is the next show that I'm just like, I'm, I'm scared to get into it. Because I feel like if I get into it, like, that is it. I will do nothing but watch Black Mirror for like five days. It's kind of a I've seen a few episodes of Black Mirror, and I really enjoy it, actually. But I have to share something, because I think you guys will both enjoy it, and I think the listeners will enjoy it. But um, I'm recording in a closet right now, and my, my sister can hear what's going on, and she's also looking up these dolls. <laughs> <laughs> she was giving me crap about not looking up... Annabelle? Uh, Annabelle doll. <laughs> and, and then she says, Robert's so cute. <laughs> Aww, I love you, Autumn, and Robert is super cute. Yeah, he is not he's not scary looking at all. I would love to take a picture with Robert. If I ever see Robert, I would definitely ask him for permission. See, so you asked for permission. Uh, so I uh, honestly loved the first, like, 15 minutes with the Annabelle doll, because I feel like it set up who Ed and Lorraine are, what they deal with so well, and, like, it starts off with, like, you know, they bring in a doll, and it gets slightly haunted, 
and then it does some sh stuff, and they, like, throw it away. But that scene after they throw away the Annabelle doll, where you just hear that slam, slam, slam against the door at night. Oh, my God. I remember the first time I watched it. Um, it was actually at the, at the house I lived with Mina. And I don't remember who it was, but somebody came home late. And I damn near peed the fucking bed. Oh, no. Because <laughs> at, at our old house, the door was kind of, like, warped. So to shut it, you kind of had to push it a few times. Yeah, I remember that door. Yeah, so somebody came home, and I was either watch. I think I was still watching the movie. So I'm just totally <laughs> engrossed it, and I just hear, bam, bam, bam. And I was just like, no! <laughs> like, leaped across oh, the bed. Um, I have a question. Yeah? Why on earth did those ladies have such a creepy fucking doll? So dolls like that were actually seen as, like, trophy items back in the day. So, like, women that were, like... Okay, so my mother uh, actually has probably... I'm gonna go with... Me and Ashley both been to my house. I'm oh, God, yeah. 12 mm -hmm. ceramic dolls. Mm-hmm. You've seen them, right, Mina? I don't look at them. <laughs> Mina just ignores their existence. I don't particularly have an exact fear of them, but if they're just sitting in a room, I'm not gonna go... I'm not gonna go look at them, you know? <laughs> Ella and I grew up with those dolls. Yeah, yeah. Ash has been to my house a lot, especially when I had those dolls when I was a kid. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, like, immune to them at this point. And, hell... I mean, your husband's family has those similar dolls. In fact, I think one of them looked like Annabelle. So when we went there for your for your wedding in Oklahoma, I had... Um, Mina, you also stayed in that room. Thankfully, I had put the dolls in the closet the night... I was going to say, I didn't see any dolls. Yeah. They were You're welcome. in the closet. You're welcome. I put them in the closet. Thank you. There was a... Because I was absolutely fucking terrified of them. There's another room, actually, at Josh's parents' house. It was the first time I went out. And, uh, there was, like, it's kind of like, uh, my mother-in-law's, uh, like, craft room. Uh, but I, we got in, like, super, super late. We had a layover in Denver. We were flying from L.A. to Oklahoma, so it was later. So by the time we got there, like, we had dinner, we had a few drinks. I'm ready to go to bed. So I get up, and, like, we'd gone to bed, just super wiped out. And get up and go pee and come back. And this was the room Mandy and Denise were staying in, the wedding. But she had like three dolls lined up on a craft table. And I saw them at like 2 a.m. bathed in moonlight. <laughs> no thanks. Hard pass. And I'm not scared of dolls, but I'll admit I had a moment where I was like, I'm really happy I don't have a baseball bat because they would have been shattered. See, like, I'm not scared of dolls unless, like, they move on their own. <laughs> well, no, I mean, these look like fucking Annabelle. They, they have the weird eyes that follow you. Yeah, I'm good. We can stop talking about this. Yeah, you didn't yeah, see I the dolls, Nina, because I shoved them in the this. closet, but... Like, when we came, when we came yes, out, they look like they're watching you. <laughs> when we drove no. out there, we were all, like, Super really tired. fucking tired. We all just put, so we put all of our stuff in the room where Ella was staying, and we were like, we'll just figure it out later. So, me and the other bridesmaids were sleeping in the guest bedroom that was right next to her, and that's also where Mina slept. But Mina got there after us, and, uh... Late at night, oh God. I saw the dolls, like, I didn't even, like, realize what was in that bedroom, because I didn't really look in that bedroom until, like, that night when we were all just like, okay, we're gonna go to bed, we're starting tired. to get tired. I opened the door, and there's just moonlight and doll in a bed. Oh my. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, light on, doll in closet, fuck this, no. And I did not <laughs> open that, like, I... I could not even sleep in that room with the doll in the closet because I was like, I swear that fucking closet is going to open up and that doll is going to be staring at the, staring at me at the foot of the fucking bed. No! We no. now know uh, Ash's biggest apparent fear. 
Uh, Mina, you are not here. Listeners, you cannot see this, but the amount of hand movements <laughs> Ash just made when she was saying no, like, I felt like, like something was going on at the Super Bowl, like. <laughs> I was directing the Super Bowl. Just, no! <laughs> that was some intense shit. Yeah. So, doll, yeah, creepy Annabelle dolls, not my thing. Apparently it's not Mina's either. I mean... I feel like it's maybe to a lesser degree, but also, I uh, other than like a, we're gonna put a creepy doll in just to add that extra scary. Like I just really feel like that part of the whole movie as a whole was really pointless. Really, I didn't. I just it was. It seemed kind of just like we're gonna put a spooky thing in and then completely change the story. Like I know it was supposed to give you backstory, but you could have just said that. Like there's no reason. To put a doll in, except that they wanted to put a spooky doll in. I feel like they they wanted to give some credit, some legitimacy. Um, I, I feel like they were trying to show like the Lorraines and like Warrens. Warrens, why? Why the Lorraines? No, Lorraine Warren is one of the people. They no, are the Warrens. No, they're the Lorraines now. Because uh, actually, in real life, uh, Lorraine is actually like a pretty decent human being. Ed Warren was actually a pretty terrible person who actually, like, there's multiple accounts of him, like, swindling people out of thousands and thousands of dollars and stuff. Well, uh, the Lorraines, actually, they visited Annie, uh, Amneville. The Warrens? The Warrens. I don't know why. I'm just going with the Lorrens. You can all correct me a thousand times. (laughs) The Warrens actually investigated uh, the Belfast haunting, Hmm. uh, the Amneville haunting. Belfast haunting? Yes, like the Belfast Witch. I am now intrigued. Sure. Uh, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> Daisy did not enjoy words about the Belfast haunting. She just suddenly started growling, and I'm really uncomfortable when I talk about ghosts, and my dog growls while looking at a wall that nothing is there. Oh, yeah, you've got to put an end to that. <laughs> um, but the reason why a lot of these films and, like, the Conjuring series is finally being made... Um, is because Ed passed. Because Ed mm. actually wanted exorbitant amount of money for anything to do with his story, anything to do with him and Lorraine. And Lorraine, for like what I can tell for the most part, is uh, whether you believe she is psychic or not psychic, she's a genuinely caring person. She's a Christian in kind of the best kind of way where she greatly believes in caring about people helping people spiritually. Uh, but yeah, in reality, Ed Warren was a fucking prick. Hmm. He, I mean, valid. I could see that, especially in the movies. Like, I feel like they kind of had that aspect to him. Like, yeah, you know, he seemed like he's like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm a demonologist. But I could also see, like, him kind of doing this for the money versus, like, the actual craft. Like, Lorraine, you could tell, because she was a medium, she believes in it, she can feel the sense of, you know, demonic presences or whatever. Presences. Presences. (laughs) Um, And I felt like that you could definitely see that in the way the actors portrayed them. But she was more about helping the family. You could definitely see that in the way that the actors portrayed them, like, um... The actress that played Lorraine, who is um, Vera Farmiga, who is also in Bates Motel. Oh, she's Just, a mom in Bates? Yeah, she plays Mama Bates. That's not something you should say cheerfully. Yeah, she plays Mama Bates. I mean, she's a great actor, so what can I say? But, um, yeah, so, like, she portrayed her very well of, like, that whole, I want to, yeah, I'm here to help the families, and he was more about the money. Yeah. I'm going to pick movie version of ed warren regardless because it's it's patrick wilson it's raul it's raul from fan of the opera yes he's... childhood dream sweetheart <laughs> come on guys <laughs> uh yeah he's also in like one of my favorite um i love patrick wilson he's also in the first two insidious films and also he plays joe in angels in america hmm. he plays a gay mormon in Angels in America, and if anyone hasn't seen Angels in America, it is a beautiful play and an amazing yes. HBO miniseries. Never saw the HBO miniseries, but I have seen the play. 
Oh, I will let you borrow the HBO miniseries. It's glorious. I, well, I will admit that those are cool things, but... But Raul. <laughs> we've lost her on Phantom. We've just mm. lost her. Yep. I'm gone. I'm on a rooftop. Uh, so I guess we should get into, like, the first haunting story that the uh, the Warrens... The Lorraines, the Warren, Lorraine, Warren. Yeah. I, why can't I fucking speak? Had a long day. Um, tackle, and it's this family of a mom and a dad and their five daughters mm -hmm. that move into a house in Rhode Island. And so I found this out because I was very curious because, like, I live in California. So it, like, when me and my husband were apartment hunting... We went to an apartment where somebody had been shot in the complex. Not even just, like, in our apartment. And they had to tell us somebody was shot and killed in the complex. So, I was kind of curious, like, how the fuck does this happen that, like, you get all these houses where, like, these vicious murders have happened and, like, nobody, like, knows? Like, that seems weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I actually found out that Rhode Island doesn't have to disclose... Anything that's ever happened in the house? What the fuck, Rhode Island? Yeah, that's real creepy. Um, and in the actual house that this film was based off of, there were two suicides, a poison, a death by poisoning, a rape, a murder of an eleven-year-old girl, two people drowned, and four men over the course of eighteen years froze to death on four separate occasions. I'm just not going to move to Rhode Island. <laughs> yep. No, never going. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, on that note, if a dog doesn't want to go into a house that you're going to buy, maybe not go into the house. Listen to the dog for fuck's sake. So, so Mina, has Callie gone in the basement? Oh, she loves it down there. Okay, then you're safe. Yeah, I mean, if Callie isn't like, no, yeah. basement bad, then you're good. There's Just send Callie down first. Yeah. Callie will tell us whether or not there's a ghost in the basement. <laughs> Actually, I don't trust that Callie would probably, like, try and, like, play with the ghost. You know what? That's probably true, but I'm going to stick to the first thing so I feel better. Daisy would attempt to, like, kill the ghost until the ghost, like, levitated a treat. And then my dog would be, like, completely fine with ghosts. I'd be like, oh, you're good. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. You give me treats. Awesome. You give me food. That's just what you do. All you I mean, do. I guess it depends on the ghost. What if it was Casper? If it was Casper, then yeah, he would definitely give her treats. But I'm saying, like, if it was, like, a malicious ghost or something, or a ghost that was just like, fuck you, dog, I don't think it would actually give her a treat. If the ghost was smart and didn't want me to know it was there, God damn it, ghost, catch up with it. Get on with a good, decent plan. <laughs> If it's corporeal enough to hand it a treat, like, hand your dog a treat, maybe, but I don't know. Most of the ghosts in the Conjuring were able to, like, yank people's legs, shut doors, slam. Yeah. You could lift up but, a fucking puppy treat. Look, 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 I get that, but, like, are you, if you're a ghost, are you really gonna get it up to give a dog a treat? If you don't want it to bark and wake up everybody. But I guess you just <laughs> kill the dog. I mean, that's every... Okay, so there's two things I always notice in horror films. One, they kill the dog, and then two, birds just fly into windows. I feel like if you go to any place and your dog doesn't like it and there's a dead bird, like, leave, run, now, say bye-bye. Well, if your dog's not trying to investigate the bird and it's busy barking at the house, yeah, leave. Don't go in there. Yeah. It's why I take Daisy everywhere. Like, anytime I'm going to a new brewery, I'm like, I'm gonna take my dog. Stand outside. It's like a ghost sensor. Mm-hmm. Ghost detector. That's it. To heck with all that technology they got. We don't need any of that. Just bring a dog. Hey, I'm just saying, every horror film I've ever seen, any horror story I've ever read... There, she would just not want to enter Jerome, then. She would just be like, fuck Jerome. Nope. Daisy's just, like, sitting at the bottom of the mountain, like, I ain't going up there. <laughs> not happening, Mom. Um. But, yeah, like, I feel just, like... If a dog says no, don't do it. And then when you mentioned dead birds. Yeah, the birds flying into the house. And yeah. like we even see that uh the film we watched last or a few weeks ago, Hereditary. Yeah. 
the bird flies into the window at the school, which, she is, which is a sign of possession. Yeah. So I feel like if you ever go to a house and a bird flies into the window, just grab the holy water on every person that's in the room until one starts climbing the walls. Or, I mean, you could just go to the, the local tattoo artist and get them to tattoo the... Um, the d- the demonic possession chisel from Supernatural, and they'll be I'll be fine. There you go. I was gonna say I don't carry a vial of holy water on me. Like, where is this coming from? Yeah, I, at that point, I think I would just look up the nearest tattoo shop and be like, "This is what I need you to t- tattoo on my body." You guys don't carry around holy water, Ella. I know you carry around holy water in your purse, but that's. I have a tiny little kid. It has salt and a little cross and a little vampire steak and holy water. I'm Okay, pre- Buffy. I'm prepared. I also have a notebook. You have a tiny steak? Yes, I have a tiny steak in my purse, two notebooks, a book. What What good is a tiny steak going to do in a vampire? It's like a it's like a piece a tiny little it's still a steak. If you get it into the heart, it still works. I can still get it in. You can still get to England in a rowboat. It's just going to take me a little bit more time, guys. That's what he said? I don't... <laughs> All right. Are we uh, Are we five by five, Ella? Are we we're, five by five? We're five by five. Back to the movie, guys. Back to the movie. <laughs> had, to, had to put in the Faith reference there. Had to put it in. It's fine. We got Buffy, we got Faith, and we got Willow over here. We're good. <laughs> um, okay, can we just have a moment? Because I want to get everyone's opinion on this. Because when I watched the film with my husband, Josh, afterwards he was like, uh, we watched it again for doing the podcast. And we watched this film just all the time like we are that weird couple that we go to sleep watching the conjuring and we were watching it we actually had some time and everything and we've got a a pretty big apartment so getting ready to go to bed afterwards and he walked up behind me and went fuck no and i i almost goddamn decked him and he was like yeah that's valid (laughs) i'm surprised you didn't i mean i would deck josh if he did that to me fuck that no I would do that. Uh, but he was like, do, do you want to play clap? And I, I've now decided clap, like, I've played sardines. Oh, sardines. What? What is sardines? What is that? Uh, you want to take this? All right, sure. So sardines is kind of like hide and seek, except for only one person hides and the entire group has to go find that one person. But whoever in the group finds that one person has to hide with that one person. It's really great if the person that's hiding first is your crush and they kind of let you know where they're going. <laughs> and you're 17 and in theater. <laughs> that wasn't based on a true story. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. Okay, a theater kid game. Yeah, yep. it's a theater kid game. It's a theater. Can, can gotcha. we just also have a moment? All theater kid games are like... Child games that we've somehow, like, coded with, like, five layers of sexual innuendos and ways to hook up with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag yep. theater kids. I saw a great thing, actually, yesterday. It says polyamory is just theater kids grown up. Valid. You know? <laughs> They're not wrong. And I had a moment where I thought of me and all my polyamorous friends and, uh, Different walks of life, different relationships, dating, married, engaged, all of that. And there was one through line. Theater kids, the whole fucking lot of us. Yep, that's, that's, yep, I feel that. (laughs) Uh, But I I have to say, like, I've played, um, have you guys ever played Growl? Mm Mm-hmm. No. Uh, Growl is a one-person plays the monster pretty everybody hides and your goal is the monster is actually to make people make sound oh yeah yeah that, that's real play, creepy used to play that at coc yep so like i was like the growl champion you've you've had me play mm-hmm. it i'll like so you go around hallways and you like scratch your nails against like walls or you'll get like right behind people and you'll like slam your hands on the ground really hard why you want to die? I don't understand why you like being creepy. So like, no. 
The idea is to scare people hard enough that they, like, either scream or move. Because the idea is if you move from your hiding spot or you make a sound or you move at all, you're out. Yep. I would be so terrible at that game. <laughs> it starts and you see Mina running down the hall. Yep, there's Mina. <laughs> I just lay down. But then the issue is like, then you I get, give up. Is then you get people because like every time somebody gets out, they become a monster. So when there's like, oh no! Know. So like when there's one person left, everybody's just like slamming their hands on the floor around them, like growling. Yep, theater kid games. Yeah. But, uh, honestly, I do think Clap would have creeped me out, especially like in, like, because everybody played those games, like, in theaters. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Yeah, like, wandering around an empty theater. Oh, man. No, no. no, no. Hearing people clap. <laughs> they would come from the orchestra pit. <gasps> oh, God. That actually, like, gave me the heebie yeah. because it would just <laughs> echo everywhere. Yep. Oh, Mia, you actually managed to, like, kind of creep me out. Like, imagine playing that in the giant COC performance center. <gasps> no, I don't want <laughs> I, to. That would be terrifying. Oh, God. Fuck, no. I just imagine, like, knowing, like, our friends, like, in high school, or in college, sorry. Well, high school and college. Somebody would start an Okay, I say this, somebody. In reality, this would be me and Ash, as we would go up to the very top while somebody was playing clap and just go, so while i'm enjoying this i'm also in a closet right now guys (laughs) (laughs) someone's sleeping with the lights on tonight yeah fortunately the lights are only accessible from my room and not my sister's room so she can't fuck with me right now Uh, so to ah, our our childhood game page. By the way, I really want to go play sardines now. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, I'm an adult woman, but I'm like, I really want to go play sardines. Uh, so you find out the house is being haunted by uh, Bathsheba, who was a witch who killed her child for Satan. She killed her child proclaimed herself to Satan and hung herself on the giant-ass fucking tree outside their house. I apologize for, you know, know. my serious event. Like you do. Like you do. And she's now haunting this house and making uh, all mothers kill their children. Mm -hmm. So we get now this, uh, not only Bathsheba uh, haunting the house, but you get, I think... Rory. uh, You get, well, there's, there's Rory and his mother... There's the maid who drowned her child and slit her wrist. Mm-hmm. Am I missing another one? I feel like there's another mom and child couple. I think it's only that one. Oh, sorry. I Don't try to talk while you're yawning. <laughs> um, no, I think the only mom and kid couple was Rory and his mom. Because um, the maid talked about drowning her child, but you don't actually see her child. No, you don't see your No, I think it was an infant. The what? I think it was an infant. Yeah, she drowns her infant in the river. Uh, and infants, you know, if they're baptized, go to, you know, heaven or whatever. She she drowns her infant, then slices her wrist open. Because mm-hmm. uh, you get Rory and, like, Rory being scared of his mom. So you kind of get the idea of Rory's mom actually probably went through... Uh, the similar possession steps of Bathsheba. Yeah. And uh, speaking of, like, I'm, these possession steps, I know um, Ed Warren actually goes into the three stages of demonic activity. So it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't actually just start with possession. Oh, well, if anybody, if these things uh, apply to you, please call us at 1-800-SIRENS-OF-HORROR, and we'll come and, like, watch. We're not gonna help you. I just want to see a haunted house. Yeah, we'll we'll come and watch, and then and then then we might help you. We might. I'll throw some salt at it. Yeah, we'll throw some salt at it. Maybe say a few incantations. You know, whatever. I'm not coming to watch. I literally, Mina. I held up my hand. It was like she's gonna say something. Just let let Mina comment on yeah. that. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I know it's gonna be like, nope. All right. So here is our demonology lesson for the day. I hope all you good school boys and school girls are listening up. The first sign of demonic activity is infestation, which is your 
footsteps, whispers, the feeling of another presence. The second sign of demonic activity is oppression. This is where the victim who is usually the one who is the most psychologically vulnerable, in the case of our movie, is the mom, is targeted specifically by an external force. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. The spirit slash demon will break them down. Witcha, witcha, witcha. And our third and final stage is possession. We all know what that is. Come on, guys. I'm inside of you. Hi, I have been Ella, your resident demon. Thank you, Ella, for this lovely presentation. I was being the demon. Thanks, Vanna. <laughs> Mina's like, fuck, I slept next to that a few times. A few times? Okay. A lot of times. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, I would have probably crawled in your bed after watching this movie. <laughs> Uh, Ella, protect me from the demons. No, that's one of those nights I've because we've we've watched scary films where normally when Mina will like come into bed like with us when she's spending the night or something, she'll curl into me and I forgot what movie we were watching. We were watching a movie when we lived together, and you strip slept in between me and Josh. You were like, I believe, yeah, I don't remember what movie that was, but I I believe it. You were like, nope, I'm going right in between. You two can love each other over me. I am getting the middle protection. I will be nowhere near the edge of the bed. Thank you very much. I'm just going to stay right here. Uh, two characters I really, really loved in this film that, like, kind of get glossed over are uh, the Asian guy who's running all the tech and the cop. <laughs> there's just this random cop who's working with two demonologists and I don't get no fucking backstory on it, on him and I want it just this non-believer cop dude, I don't know, like, he's super like cause he's the one that sees the woman that, uh, gets her wrist slit mm -hmm. but I just want to know what happens in a cop's life to have him go between like, I'm a cop uh, so the force and like I work with two demonologists like what 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 happened here everybody well it's not even that I'm like he doesn't even believe in this shit and he's like working with them like but obviously like him and the guy that does all the tech and the warrants they're all friends and they all have like a camaraderie like they've done this before yeah so I, I want to know what like happened in this man's life to like get him here <laughs> but also like shit's also always Shit's always gonna happen if you have that guy there that's like, I don't even believe in this. This is all fake. Like, get out. That guy's gonna die probably. I mean, he doesn't, but like, I would have bet on it. <laughs> I mean, thankfully he didn't die by the end of it, but still, yeah. like, um, and of course, as, as all demonic possession films go at the end, there, it, like, this is one issue I do get with demonic possession films the fuzzy endings. Yeah. Like, it's always a really, really, like, because at the end of this film, uh, the mother has been possessed and she's running after her daughter. And earlier in the film, Lorraine had noticed a photo of her and her family at the beach. And she's like, remember your family. The love you have for your family will purify and cleanse you in the fires of hell. Remember the day at the beach. The beach will bring you happiness and make the demon go away. Like, it was just so over the top. I don't have a problem with that part. The part that bugs me the most, actually, is like, you imagine that being the child that she was chasing through the walls, like, there's no way in hell she's just going to be totally fine with hugging her mom after that. No, that kid is permanently fucked up. Scarred for life. <laughs> like, I could definitely see where Lorraine was coming from in that sense of, like, mm -hmm. remember something good. Because the good will, will kill the evil, you know? Yeah. Like if you If you fight it with good... It, good will happen. Good will happen. So I could get where she was coming from, but yes, it was very overdramatic to try and get her to do that. Yeah, and like, <laughs> but besides that, like, I actually way prefer The Conjuring, personally. Uh, but I felt like it, it tackled demonic possession and, like, a story that we've seen, like, 
Annabelle and Insidious and The Exorcism and so, so The Exorcism of Emily Rose, The Last Exorcism, Veronica, blah, 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 blah. God damn it, I watched a lot of horror films. That's how I just say it wasn't rattled this off. <laughs> uh, it, it tackled at, uh, exorcisms and demonic possessions in a way that's not, I don't feel like it's normally done. Or normally, the main story of a lot of exorcism films based on the either the person that's being possessed and the demon. Or it's the priest and the demon. And I felt like this film was based on the family. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I feel like that that brought, where like, I love exorcism films. Like, possession films. I really do. I find them creepy. I find them terrifying. It's one of my few, like, films that will actually probably give me the heebie-jeebies. It's like, ghosts legitimately creep me out. Yeah. You can show me a thousand and one <laughs> werewolf, vampire, swamp thing, whatever films. I'll never be scared. Like, ghost films, like, make me kind of not want to walk down a dark hallway. Yeah. And I feel like hmm. how this film treated ghosts and, like, possessions was so fresh. And I don't feel like we'd really seen that before. And it's really impressive to see a film, I think it's almost being 2013, mm -hmm. uh, to do a spin on an exorcism and a possession where we've been seeing the stuff since the 1970s with the original The Exorcist and even before that. And, like, I... What I liked about this, too, was the fact that it was, it's based on actual possessions. It's based on actual hauntings. Whereas, like, The Exorcist, there isn't actually a demon named Pazuzu that possessed a girl. Actually, you're wrong. Oh, there is. Uh, the Pazuzu demon is okay. wrong. Uh, but there was actually a case of a young girl named Regan that actually got possessed. Hmm. So, okay, I take that back. <laughs> but... Because, like, the, the films were originally actually called, instead of The Conjuring, they were called The, the Warren Files. Because hmm. if you look them up online, um, like, even if you don't want to, like, look at the books, if you just type Google Warren, like, hauntings, mm -hmm. you will find just articles upon articles that, like, I find super interesting because I love hauntings. And I will just sit there and read articles about spooky things every day, all day. Uh, but they... They really did a big thing. Like, actually, this is a really creepy factoid. Ready, ladies? Ooh, Ella's got some Ready. creepy Ready. factoids. I uh, like so it. I got a few really, really creepy factoids about this. First of all, uh, the Hayes brothers, who actually helped to, like, do cinematography and direct this, would actually call Lorraine Warren almost every day on set. And their calls were constantly interrupted by static, strange sounds of growling and their calls being mysteriously dropped so question were they calling like the actual lorraine warren or were they calling the actress lorraine no no warren? the actual lorraine warren at like her legit house yes like the house that would have the dolls and has all of the stuff their phone calls were constantly broken up what what kind of person in their right mind keeps a like a room full of creepy haunted shit better than having it out there i mean they make a good point they do i mean they lock it up they have the, a priest come once a month they have a priest come once a month to bless everything and make sure everything's not uh i'm gonna kill you gonna kill you doing it's crazy shit um i mean that obviously worked out real well with that doll freaking out the daughter I'm oh, just yeah. saying. that was such a creepy scene that, that mm -hmm. so they that scene and it ends up tying back to the original annabelle film and honestly, okay, there's there's two scenes in the original Annabelle film that were creepy. One of them, like, makes no fucking sense in terms of the film, but it's the scene where they're in a, uh, like, downstairs garage. Like, uh, imagine if you went, like, had a public storage, but it was, like, a basement level of an apartment. Mm -hmm. And one of the main characters down there, and they're just growling, and it sounds like it's just, like, a monster. But it's never actually explained, but it's fucking terrifying. But the second season is the girl who you, uh... Scene. What? The second scene. Uh, no, it's actually the, the second scene that you... It's you the, said second season. Second season. <laughs> the second scene, <laughs> la la, uh, that you see where it's the girl rocking the Annabelle doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea is... Whew, okay. 
I think I can make this make sense. Have faith in me, ladies. It's the girl who originally met the haunted child that was possessed by the demon Annabelle, who was taken to a orphanage, who was later possessed at that orphanage for girls by the Annabelle spirit, who then got adopted and taken out, who later joined the family that did all of the killings, who then died, and as she died, her blood went into the doll. Well, all right then. I believe that is the correct y You know, that was a valiant effort. <laughs> that is based off three fucking films. So, this, this is something that Ella and I will remember from high school and college. Remember the confusion bubble? <laughs> that is what I, I'm legitimately thinking of the confusion bubble right now. Just like, imagine if it was here, I'd be holding it up. Just, The confusion what? bubble. The little bubble with the question mark that we had. Oh god, yes. I feel like, I, was, I even had confusion bubble because I was trying to put together Annabelle, Annabelle creation. Just the whole the thing, yeah. And I'm like, I can pull this off, guys. I can pull this off. Um, other really, really creepy things about this film. Uh, the Philippines. When this film was uh, shown in the Philippines, they actually had priests come and bless the audience. <laughs> so if you were to see this film in the Philippines, Mina, you'd at least be a little safer. I don't know. I don't think I can have... Um, I don't think that's good for my skin. <laughs> Not at this point in your life, honey. Well, she's also yeah. a ginger, yeah. so... She doesn't have a soul, so there's yeah. nothing to take. <laughs> Are you saying I'm free? I'm free from the threat of possession? Yeah. yeah. So you're you're great. You're great. You don't... You won't get possessed. You only just have to worry about me and Ella getting possessed. Imagine me getting possessed. <laughs> I don't think we'd be able to tell. She says as she creep, uh, she looks and she creepily laughs and falls to the ground. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> like the only time I think you'd we'd be able to go, oh wait, nope. Ella and Ash are officially possessed. When we're on the ceiling is when we when we do Spider Man. Yeah. We spider crawl onto the ceiling, then you're like, ah, no, they are possessed. <laughs> I think that would be the best indication, yeah. <laughs> Besides that, could you tell me that? Uh, it'd be it'd be a toss up between like, are you really possessed, or is this your impression? Because that's not out of the usually, like it's not out of the ordinary. <laughs> so what are our normal ratings on the film? Um, I'm gonna start with Mina since you would have actually never seen this film. Um. <laughs> I have to rate it a five. I have to. I hated it. It was terrifying. It stayed with me for two weeks. It's a five out of five. Like, it was, it passed the Bechdel test. It was creepy. It stayed with me. It had all kinds of different spooky things in it that were all over the spectrum. Um, I hated it. It was great. <laughs> so, Ash, what was your rating of this film? I'm going to give it a five also. I really enjoyed it. Ah. I liked the storyline. I liked all the scare factors. It was a great film. Um, I'm not a follower, I swear. <laughs> I knew you were going to go to five, though. It's one of my favorites. I can watch this film to be scared. I can watch this film to go to sleep. I don't know if I could watch it to go to sleep at night, but I would definitely watch it if I'm like, you know what? I want to be scared tonight. Let's watch a movie. Let's watch Cella. Let's go. I'm I'm completely content falling asleep to this film. You adrenaline junkies. <laughs> um, I I love it. I love how much they took from like old school seventies haunted films. Um, James Wan truly, truly, truly has an appreciation for horror and where horror has been, where horror is going, and its roots. And uh, his love for it is truly strong. You can really, really tell. So I just have a huge appreciation for this film, the plot line, the source. Um, like I said, I love Conjuring 2, but this started the whole franchise, and I absolutely love it. Um, so I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast with us. Um, 
We're going to end the podcast, though, on a slightly sad note. Uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, uh, Mina Macabre is actually, after this episode, I believe you are stepping down. That is accurate, yeah. Um, so I'll be back here and there uh, as a guest speaker and a, a guest on the show, but I am going to have to step down um, just for, for some personal reasons. Uh, I, I swear it's not because I'm too scared. <laughs> sure, um, Mina. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, but I'll be back, and I still love you guys, and, and I'm still going to promote this podcast because I love it, and I, I love all my listeners and all the fans, and I will still be around. I'm not disappearing, but I'm not going to be a regular anymore. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll just contact her through a Ouija board every once in a while, and we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll lower the lights, light the candles, pull out a Ouija board, and get Nina back. What is this eerie tugging on my insides? What's happening here? <laughs> Who is trying to contact me via Ouija? Join us. Join, Join us. I'm going to be sleeping and you guys are going to like try to Ouija me and I'm just going to go goodbye. <laughs> um, I, it has been so much of a pleasure, Mina, to have you on the podcast. Like we've been friends for so long now. And it was amazing to have somebody who uh, wasn't a huge horror fan to start with uh, come with us on this journey and really give uh, me a brand new perspective on so much just because I've been inundating myself with horror since I was like 12. <laughs> So <laughs> my horror filter is, is pretty well, like, created at this point. So it was, it was amazing to have you and your new ideas and your new viewpoints on the podcast. And, like, of course, you're permanently stuck with me. You're aware of that. <laughs> of course. We, this ain't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've loved doing it. It's, it's, you know, I'll definitely miss it. And I'll come back when I can as, as often as I can. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know. Just to tag along on to what Ella said, we'll definitely, um, I'll definitely miss the mild side of <laughs> the horror. Um, but uh, yeah, like you're 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 stuck with us. You're not. I mean, you won't be on the podcast, but you're still stuck with the sirens. You're still you are still a siren, and you always will be. She's a siren that's just uh, swimming into uh, different waters. Yeah, she's a siren that swam into different waters. Oh, you guys are going to make me cry. I guess you're going to kill my own batch of men. Aren't <laughs> <laughs> uh, Armina's, like, going to her own ocean to go kill her own batch of sailors, but we'll be able to lasso her back in on a quick tide. Um, so I guess this will be the... Not the last time, but maybe for a little bit that you'll be able to say this. It's been a great day, and as always... Good. Bad. We're the girls with the mic. All right, we'll have a lovely episode. Everybody send your love to Mina as she goes on, and remember, she is coming back. We're not losing her. I'll be back. We're not done with this, but from all of our hearts, we love you, Mina Macabre, wherever you are.